The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. It's Friday. It's the 25th day of January. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Today on the show, we are talking about anything and everything soap. This should come as no surprise to you because that's what we do here every week on the show. But just in case you're a new listener, you're going to get the full SCL experience this week because we have two great interviews with daytime performers. And we also have our interactive segment where you can call in to chat about the latest soap news, discuss what's hot or what's not on your favorite soaps, or you can ask a question that you're dying to know the answer to. Hopefully, it'll be about soaps because that's really uh, where my area of expertise ends. But still, we'll try to give you an answer even if it isn't anything related to soaps. Coming up, we'll be hearing from All My Children's Christina Bennett Lind, who played Bianca Montgomery. And then we'll get to know Days of Our Lives newcomer Nathan Owens. And we'll close the show, as I mentioned, with Linda Hirsch joining us to take your calls about your favorite soaps. Jot down this number if you'd like to call in and chat with us. It is toll-free, 866-472-5788. You can also zap over a question or comment on Twitter at Soap Central Live. And don't forget that you can also email us. I know that I haven't given you that address in quite some time, but you can always email radio at soapcentral.com. Now, it was just over a year ago, it was January 20th, 2012, when Christina Bennett Lind made her last appearance here on Soap Central Live. That appearance ended up being the most listened to show of 2012. Of course, I'm talking about Bianca Palooza. And any minute now, Christina will be getting ready to take the stage at the Engman Theater in Northport, Long Island, as part of the thriller Wait Until Dark. Because of our production schedule, Christina and I sat down earlier this week to talk about the play and, of course, to talk about the return of All My Children. So let's take a listen now to my interview with Christina Bennett Lind. Uh, to schedule a couple of minutes here to chat. Well, it's my pleasure. It's nice to be asked to talk about my little <laughs> self and project. It's fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know if you know this, if you believe in coincidence or fate or kismet or whatever it is, but it was exactly one year ago today that we were celebrating our Bianca Palooza. Oh, I can't believe that was a year ago. <laughs> it felt like yesterday. That's crazy. I do believe in all those things, so I don't know what that tells us about the future. Yeah, I'm, not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure either, and I know that... With being busy, I don't know how well you've been able to keep up with social media and all of that other thing, but Bianca Palooza was not only the most listened to episode of Soap Central Live in 2012, but it was also uh, rated as the fan favorite for 2012, Aww. so congratulations. 
That's amazing. I have been sort of a delinquent um, in the Twitter verse lately because it's uh, I've been sort of focused on so many other things. So um, I appreciate that. I've got some amazing news. I feel very um, grateful. I feel like it had something to do with another woman. I can't quite remember her name. Oh yeah, Eden Regal. <laughs> I imagine she had quite a bit to do with that. But um, but I will take it. That's exciting. You were part of it. You were there. It was uh, it was a very special show, and I know fans are still talking about it. They're they're celebrating okay. the anniversary. So uh, I just thought that was interesting that the way that time worked out, it just happened to be almost down to the hour, to the same exact wow. hour. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I love that stuff. I do too. Now I know that you've been incre- uh, incredibly busy working on the great new play, Wait Until Dark, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that in in a, in a couple of minutes in detail. But I know that fans love to play catch-up since it has been a year since we've all paloozed. What have you been up to in the past 12 months? Oh, gosh. That is a great question. I have to go back. Um, I should have had this conversation with you on, like, January 1st. That's always when I do the, the recap. It's like, this is your um, life. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I did, um, a year ago, so a year ago today, I did, I had just finished doing uh Twelfth Night with um, Finn Whitlock's theater company mm-hmm. in L.A., um, and that was a wonderful experience. And then I uh, had a, a little bit of time off and sort of auditioning in, in uh, Los Angeles in the early winter of last year, and then um, came to New York to do a play with my theater company, um, uh, Pool No Water. Uh, and then I... Um, made a, a trailer or a teaser or a lookbook, I guess, that it would happily was uh, was done almost exclusively from fan help and support. So I am beyond grateful for that. That would never have happened without them and all of you. So I'm, uh, I, I, will, I will definitely pay you all back in art and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully continuing to do um, work and make you proud of me. So that's that was great. I did that. So now we're kind of the company, my production company is using that to try and uh, raise some uh, money from investors uh, for the feature project, which is a script that I, a screenplay that I wrote and, and will direct. And, and that, so that was in May, let's see, June. Uh, in the summer, I had a, a little bit of a break and a little family reunion in uh, Canada and Nova Scotia. That was amazing and one of the highlights of the year. And I went to Greece for a couple of weeks with my theater company to uh, uh, work on some upcoming up to upcoming projects with them there. I went back to L.A. Um, I did a couple of readings. I did um, a lot more auditioning. And then I came back uh, here and... And now rehearsing. I think that caps it off, mostly, give or take. <laughs> it was like your world uh, adventure here in 2012 <laughs> into 13. It was. It, well, I mean, it was a real um, transition coming off of the show um, because, you know, having a regular schedule as an actor is pretty rare. So it was sort of like back to juggling a lot of balls in the air all the time, which uh, I have to admit I must like on some level. But it's incredibly stressful. <laughs> in yeah. all of those travels and, and certainly a, a great deal of time in L.A., you're back here on the East Coast for the winter. So are you ready for some snow? Do you prefer the warmer weather? What yeah. is your ideal sort of season? Oh, my ideal season, which I've been missing desperately, is uh, New York fall. I've been missing a lot. So 
I'm actually, and you know, most New Yorkers will kill me for saying I'm, I want snow. I want the snow. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of it. I love the snow. Um, I, I am, I'm much more attuned to the season, so I'm more comfortable, honestly, on this coast. Uh, as far as the weather, the weather is beautiful in LA, but um, I like variation a little more. That's not to say that it's a very cold day outside right now in New York, and it, I could always, you know. I'll always take 60 and sunny, but I feel like it's kind of, it's very, um, it's variating there too. It's, um, really hot or really cold there lately, so who knows? Maybe it's winter in general. I, I don't mind the cold. I'd rather be cold than hot. Mm. You know, yeah. it's interesting as you said that because the only reason I don't think I've relocated from the East Coast is as much as I don't like the cold, I think the cold keeps you honest, and if it's the same temperature all year round, you don't really get to appreciate that, like you said, the wonderful fall on the East Coast, the wonderful yeah. snow. I like. I've never had that though. It keeps you honest. That's true. That is so true. There is not a lot of uh, messing around when you're freezing. You just, <laughs> you just go where you're going. You, you don't waste time. You're very direct. Uh, yeah, and, and as of course as I'm mentioning, you are back on the East Coast, Northport yeah. on Long Island to be exact. You're hard at work getting ready for the premiere of Wait Until Dark. Now this is a play that I guess it's being billed sort of as a thriller, and soap fans yeah. love suspense, they love the, the twists and the turns, so what can you tell us about Wait Until Dark? Uh, Wait Until Dark is, is, is a very rare breed of play, which is, it is a thriller. It's like, uh, it was I'm not sure when the play was actually written, but it was a movie I think most fans would be aware of, which was a 1967 movie with uh, Audrey Hepburn and Alan Arkin and Robert Duvall. So that was a, uh, I think it was a, a pretty popular movie at the time. Um, it's a suspense thriller. It's uh, it's a, centers around uh, a blind woman who I play, who uh, Susie, who uh, essentially uses uh, a disadvantage of having lost one of her senses in a car accident um, and not being able to see, uses it to her advantage and uh, sort of levels the playing field and uh, stops some really bad things from happening to her and her husband. So it's uh, it's sort of, she gets to be kind of a hero, which is um, so much fun, especially for an actor playing someone with um, with one less sense because... So much of acting is spatial awareness and, and connecting with your partner and listening and talking and all those things that you really you don't realize how much you need your eyes for that and your sight for that. And so it's been a really awesome experience to get sort of step into the shoes of what, uh, how to communicate with with people differently. So it's a really cool play. It's fast and furious and very. Uh, there will hopefully be a lot of gas in the audience. I guess you can bring drinks into this theater, so we're hoping for some, you know, don't go for the red wine because <laughs> you might spill it all over yourself. It's pretty scary. Okay, not well, for the faint of heart. There, there's a, a lot of interesting stuff, and there's certainly, as you, you mentioned, with your character being blind, I'd imagine there are a lot of challenges that would go into that as a performer, because as you mentioned, needing to see what's going around, but you can't let the audience know that you can see what's going on. So how do you yeah. balance that? Uh, well, it's um, it's funny. It's actually not as difficult as I thought it would be. Uh, and it's challenging on a lot of levels, but I thought it would be really hard to pretend I wasn't seeing but be able to see. And it actually, um, it hasn't been that difficult because 
the the entire play takes place in her apartment, and uh, anyone who is blind would obviously be quite familiar with their own space. Yeah. So uh, I can sort of mess with being able to knowing where objects are and sort of mapping out the space visually without being able to see it uh, in a way that allows it me to use a lot of other tools to get around in that in that apartment without you know having to. Um, bumping into things. <laughs> At the same time, it is uh, it is really hard because with acting, uh, the director who's wonderful, Alan Souza, he has to keep reminding me, um, you know, Christina, you can see <laughs> occasionally because I will run into things forgetting that, you know, I can use, you kind of just, as an actor, you just sort of shut off that sense and I've been kind of hurting myself running into things. So part yeah. of being an actor is also being able to um, work with the space and, you know, be safe, and also uh, certain things need to always get where they need to be, and there's spacing issues and staging issues, and, you know, you can't, I have to be able to be aware of where everyone else is in the space, so it's kind of like using two sides of my brain at the same time, which, um, it's it's hard, but it's uh, it's not beyond the, the realm of, of tools that actors need anyway, so I guess it's, it's actually kind of um, really fun to be aware and yet not aware, and it's, it's kind of a great... Um, metaphor for acting. You have to be sort of, no one's watching you, but people are watching you. You have to be aware all the time of letting them in and yet pretend they're not there. Well, it's interesting because I was thinking that certainly while you were on All My Children, during that last year, Angie Hubbard had lost her sight. So I'm wondering, do you you remember anything from Debbie Morgan's performance that you maybe sort of struck a light bulb for this play or anything that you were able to pull from that? Yeah, I mean, I... I have to be honest, most of the time I watched her work, I was, like, melted into a mess of awe in, on the floor, pretty much. Like, I couldn't take in anything because I was so <laughs> enthralled by what she was doing. She was so tremendous at that storyline. Um, but, you know, one thing I did learn, and actually it maybe has just sort of sunk in. I haven't actually been conscious of learning that from her necessarily, but um, the way she would sort of look with her ears. You know, she was very um, good at kind of being present with the character without looking them in the eye. And that that's really, it's very hard for actors. We depend on each other's uh, eye contact quite a bit to like kind of check in with each other and um, listen and know what they're feeling and thinking and doing to us and for us. And so it's sort of when I watched her, I remember always thinking, wow, that's, that's amazing. She's actually looking at them with her hearing, which I, I think is probably, uh, I imagine something that, that actual blind people use that, that is a, you know, to their advantage. They can hear so much more than we can. For being all my children, and you said that it was a regular schedule, there is some regularity now that you're back on stage. And I say back on stage because you've done stage work before. So how does it feel to be back and certainly to be in front of a live audience again? Uh, great. I mean, I I, I feel um, a lot of ways really at home in theater. I That's sort of how I was introduced to acting. It's where all my training is. New York is where I got my degree. So I'm, I'm kind of... I'm very comfortable here um, doing that. I, I, you know, I, I love being in front of an audience that participates with me. It, it, it is something I miss, and I miss on television. Actually, soap opera is different because you know I always felt that I was being participated with, 
um, because the fans were so vocal and so <laughs> intimate with us, you know, um, which was great. But uh, it's not the case in, in most things in film. You know, you, you do a film and you sort of don't hear anything about it for two years or something, and then it comes to surface, and then you participate with the audience on it. But it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing to do it live like that, and I... I love that. I, I love the performance, the uh, spectacle of theater, um, and the uh, spontaneity, the unpredictability. It's really fun, and it's just it's fun. It's a fun muscle to work. There's a lot of technique involved. I have to save my voice, and there's a lot of, uh, of sort of extra details you have to make sure you're aware of, and that's it's always fun to be reminded and to, to use those skills again. Now, with soaps, even though it was frowned upon, there was an ability to retake some scenes if they needed to. I'm sure people would get in trouble for it. When you're live on stage, that's something that obviously you can't do. In the past, have there been any sort of interesting live on stage antics or situations, we'll call them, that you'd like to share? Oh, gosh, where you you, you can't go back and redo it? Um, (laughs) You can't can't TiVo it back or so. Um... I think, yeah, there, well, I, I think I just, I just did an interview for the play where I mentioned this as well, but it's a doozy, so I'll have to tell you this one too. Um, I did once, I, I was doing a play in a very, very tiny theater, um, in, uh, just, while I was graduating, I actually couldn't go to, like, my main graduation ceremony because I was in it, and, uh, for undergrad, and I, uh, I was doing the play, and at one point I, it was, she was sort of a sexy character, and I had to, Flip my hair on stage, and I was very passionate. It was like the first, one of the first performances, so I was like really going to flip my hair, <laughs> and I and I, uh, and I flipped my hair directly into my own knee Ooh. on stage. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of like I was like I, I saw stars. It was very cartoony, and I flipped my head back, and I was like, you know, you, you, you have to keep going. The show must go on, right? I was a little dizzy. I was seeing spots, but it was fine. <laughs> and then. And then I um, got off stage, and I was like, oh, my God, did anyone see me do that? And they all looked at me, and they kind of pointed to the mirror, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and I had a, a giant egg. Like, I mean, it was the size of an egg, a bump in the middle of my forehead. <laughs> and I had sort of finished the play with this huge lump on my head and looked like an idiot. That was something I, I would have definitely taken back. It hurt a lot. <laughs> so that's what the show must go on. I guess you proved that that's true. Yeah, for better or for worse. I don't think I did a very good job of being sexy in that show. The <laughs> bump on my head. But, you know, you know maybe that uh, gets some people going. <laughs> now, I have to, of course, I'm going to let fans know that by the time that they hear this interview, the show will already have opened. But mm. it's going to run through March 10th. So there is yeah. plenty of time for anybody who is anywhere near New York to come and check you guys out. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's for a long time. It's also... Um, a really in a really sort of very sweet, cute town called Northport, and I, I worked there before, and I really love the theater. Um, it's an old, renovated movie theater, so it uh, sort of has all the it has a chandelier and sort of the velvet curtains, and it's very um, it's an event. So it's, I know it's a little bit of a trek from the city, but it's a really beautiful uh, little town, and uh, and the Long Island Railroad takes you right there. As soon as you said they were uh, serving red wine or, or any kind of wine, I knew that this was not your everyday experience. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's a it's a very it's a cool little place, and it's a very popular theater, and for a very small town, so it's I think a lot of people from all over Long Island come, and 
and the city, and it's uh, it's going to be fun. So there are two more things I have before I let you go, because AMC okay. fans will chase me down the street with pitchforks <laughs> or with torches or anything if I don't ask. If you know anything about the planned reboot, what do you know? What have you heard? Has anyone spoken to you? Anything? Um, as usual, and I think I've said this, I think I probably said this on the Palooza last year. This time. <laughs> you all know more than I do. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I can't give you any juicy bitches gossip because all my news about it I hear about on Twitter. I mean, I have heard some, um, some, you know, people sort of talking about it from the soap, but, uh, but I have no inside information for you. None. It's just boring. Well, I don't, I haven't spoken to anyone and, uh, I know it's sort of on a lot of people's minds and I've been in contact with, you know, my friends from the, the show, especially Sarah. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled for all of you and for everyone who's attached already that it's happening again. It's very, it's a real testament to your passion and, uh, and perseverance with this. And I am just floored by, look at, look at how much you can do all together. Um, but trying to push for that to happen and it is, uh, it's so exciting. So I don't know any real details. I'm kind of in the dark about it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's an amazing thing. I'm so excited that it's going to have a new life. Version well, 2.0 is back. That is the cue for all of the Palusins, or whatever we <laughs> want to call them, to do whatever they need to. They will put the put that out there in the universe for them. And the other question that we're asking everybody, now this is mm-hmm. maybe more controversial than anything that we talk about, so brace yourself. Okay. They are going to be retiring one of the little tokens from the Monopoly game. And I'm wondering, oh. I don't know when the last time you played was, but do you have a favorite Monopoly piece, and is there one that you would not be sad to see go? That's a really controversial question. It really is. Um, <laughs> I would not want to see go, and I have not played in a long time, okay, so I have to kind of think about it, but because I'm actually getting it mixed up with the pieces in Clue. Did you ever play Clue? I love that game. Okay. <laughs> well, I will so, tell you, there was no wrench, candlestick, or rope in Monopoly. <laughs> okay. No, I would not want to see the hat go. I, there's a hat, right? The little hat he wears, the top hat? Yes. Okay. That I loved because I remember holding that. I loved, um, you know, maybe that was the little mini actor in me, like little costume pieces. He had a little top hat. I loved that. Um... What was, what's that one I wouldn't want to see go? I mean, trying to picture them. All I remember is the money and the fake money. <laughs> while, you're, um, while you're thinking about that, I will tell you, I, I spoke to Jordi Villasuso, uh, I guess a week or two ago, and his favorite piece is also the hat. Huh. I don't have to contact him. Maybe I'll send him uh, the hat. I have to find it in my, in my board game of it. Wait, that, it's driving me crazy. That, that I can't sounds like ransom. You're sending him a little piece of your Monopoly game. <laughs> Call me or you won't pass go. Well, I will, will tell you that the least popular so far, it's a whole online voting thing and people can vote and whatever one gets the least amount of votes is out of there, at least for now. Oh, wow. It's the wheelbarrow. The wheelbarrow is bottom of the pack. It is huh. on its way out. That's disappointing. I like wheelbarrows. Um, you can send that one to, to Jordy because he uh, he doesn't like the wheelbarrow. He says that it reminds him of having to do yard work. 
Oh, <laughs> you know, I guess that says a lot about the difference between my and Jordy's lifestyles. I, that makes me think of a great ride, like a Sunday, my dad pushing me in the wheelbarrow. Well, I, can, I, can <laughs> I guess that, Jordy right? was doing the work and I was getting, <laughs> like, the ride. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's too much about us. Yeah. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for, for taking some time out to chat with me. We're going to make sure that everybody sure. comes to check you out. I will probably be there. I have now been warned. No drinking. Uh, <laughs> sit quietly, gasp, and, and all kinds no, of stuff. You can definitely drink, just as long as it's like something that can come out of your clothes, because it's uh, pretty suspenseful. There's, a, there's some scary moments. I can't tell you about them. It'll ruin the surprise. Yes, and that's we also want people to remember as well, don't share anything past the, you know, the little bits and, and nuggets that yeah. we've talked about because it is no like spoiler. anything else. Yeah, no, spoiler-free zone. Yeah, uh, but again, uh, seriously, thank you for, for taking time out. I know that when uh, time is limited, it's uh, it's difficult to do all of the things that we need to do and the things that we want to do. So certainly I appreciate that you added this to the list. Oh, of course. It's always my pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me. If you guys live in the New York area or will be there through March 10th, you can find out how to get tickets to see Christina Bennett Lind in Wait Until Dark at the Engelman Theater. It's EngelmanTheater.com. Don't worry about the spelling. We'll post it for you on our Twitter feed. You can also call 631-261-2900. Again, don't worry if you miss that information. We'll have links on our show page at SoapCentral.com slash radio and also on our Twitter feed at SoapCentralLive. Stay tuned because after a brief break, we're going to get to know one of the newest cast members of Days of Our Lives, Nathan Owens. Stay tuned, everybody. Soap Central Live will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to Soak Central Live. Several months ago, my next guest appeared on Twitter with a photo of himself holding an ID badge for a role on Days of Our Lives. We're guessing that he didn't get the initial spoiler-free zone memo from show executives, but the innocent post definitely endeared Nathan Owens to soap fans. But there is still a lot that Days fans don't know about the show's hot new doctor. So just before we went live on last week's show, I had a chance to sit down with Nathan Owens. And what you're about to hear is our 10-minute getting-to-know-you session. Let's take a listen now to Days of Our Lives' new Cameron, Nathan Owens. Hey, Nathan, how are you? I'm good. Hey, Dan. How are you? I am wonderful. I have to say, welcome to our uh, wonderful world of soaps here. So how has your experience been so far? It's been good. It's been good. Um, it's been everything from challenging to, um, you know, I mean, there's new relationships I've formed as far as friendships are formed and so on and so forth. It's been uh, quite the journey in just the past few months. I can imagine uh, I, Go for it, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So, you know, I like to do a little bit of research on folks when I talk to them, so I did a little Google search of you, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but someone has Photoshopped your shirt off in almost all of the photos of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can't believe they would do that. (laughs) And it's not just one. It's like they literally took the time for all of the photos that are up there. What is that about? Oh man, you know what? <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't know, but I have a feeling that um, the days is going to catch wind of that, and I might just might just have to take my shirt off for them as well too. I was feeling. I have a feeling. I'm not positive, but I have a feeling that it's going that way. Now they're going to ship off your character to you know the Arctic tundra, and it'll be nothing but turtlenecks and heavy coats for the rest of your <laughs> exactly, time. Exactly <laughs> right. I know right. The most boring guy. But in all seriousness, if you were doing a little autobiography of your own, what are some of the things that you would want people to know about you? Um, Well, huge music fan. Big uh, music is a huge passion of mine. Um, I play the guitar and sing as well. Um, Big, big on sense of humor. So uh, most of the people, and as far as the people in my life that I keep close to me, they all have a really good sense of humor. That's kind of one of the prerequisites, you know, like as far as like being able to joke with and so on and so forth. Um, and I love my family. That'd probably be, that'd be the three top things I definitely could say. Well, good. I'm glad that you have a sense of humor, because certainly telling somebody that they're shirtless on Google, you never know. <laughs> you never know how it's going to go, yeah, so I'm exactly. glad. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I'm ser- don't, no, it's not a joke. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's fine. I can laugh at it. Okay, so talking music, big fan of music, what are some of the, uh, assuming you have an iPod, what are some of the, the big hot tracks that you have on your iPod right now? Some of the hot tracks I've got on my iPod. Well, let me, I'm actually on my iTunes right now. Let's see. Um, well, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. That's just one. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, big Stevie Wonder fan. So, like, a lot of those types. But then I have things like, um, like, I mean, we're hip-hop and stuff like that, like um, ASAP Rocky. <laughs> and then I have people like Skrillex on here, and um, let's see what else I have on here. Frank Ocean, uh, Janet Jackson, you know. Alan Stone, actually. Alan Stone is one of my new favorite guys. Have you heard of him? 
I actually I haven't. You were I was with you all the way up until that one. So what do we need to know about this person? Oh, uh, this is awesome! Like singer songwriter out of um, out of Seattle, basically, and um, he's just got a really soulful vibe. And and I've been to his concert a couple times, and he's just fun. You know, he's like it feels it's like a, a breath of fresh air as far as like the new music scene. So he's like he's he's got a great vibe to him. Really fun guy. Good. That's nice because certainly with a, a lot of the artists you were talking about, you know, you're talking about Michael and Stevie. We're talking classics. We're talking songs that everybody knows, even even the kids. Uh, everybody knows <laughs> knows the songs. So that that's nice that you're able to find something that that you feel in in 2013 is is fresh and people will want to listen to yeah. as opposed, you know, to fluff music that disappears overnight. Yes, exactly, I, exactly. It's huge that you know. There's a few artists that are coming up that have that, and uh, I'd say Frank Ocean is also one of them too. Just not so like, sure uh, about uh, ASAP Rocky. Uh. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a little bit more, uh, yeah, he's a <laughs> hip hop artist out of Harlem. And you know, so, uh, we won't say the title, but certainly the the latest single certainly describes a lot of relationships on soaps. So, uh, oh, oh, for uh, which one? Uh, for, problems. Uh, you know. Oh, oh, oh. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which segues nicely into finding out, you know, before you became part of the Days family, were you familiar with the show? Was the Owens household a soap household? What do we need to know? Um, you know what, I actually was. I was familiar because my, my grandmother used to watch it when I was growing up, actually. And um, so, yeah, like I knew I knew some of the characters as um, when I stepped on the show. And then I'd seen it also as of the last few years. I, for some reason, I oh, every time I turned on the television and I was on days, I saw Sean Christians, uh, Christensen's character, like, every time. Almost every, I don't know why, but every single time, I'm like, damn, that guy's always on. He's always on the show. And sure enough, he was in, one of my first, he was in my first scene, actually. So do you think that that was a sign that, you know, everywhere you go, that Days was out there, that I don't know how superstitious you are or believe in warnings <laughs> and signs? You know what? I, I actually do. I do believe in that. But, um, maybe, maybe. It may have been. I, I, you know, I wasn't sure about going into the acting thing up until like two years ago, um, for sure, you know. And, um, and then really, really started aiming at it in the beginning of last year, so... But and, and you know what? I could see I could see myself actually being in the soaps. I, I could see it definitely as far as like a segue into into acting. So Well before that obviously modeling, but did you think that maybe the music area was your, your area of expertise? Where did you think you were going if not? You know what though? Um it, probably production. Because I music is like right now for me I just I do it a lot as like a hobby, you know. Yeah, I haven't really done any anything like crazy, you know, as far as like making a debut album or anything like that. I do. I'm working on writing and stuff like that too, um, on the side. But and generally, like I have a few friends too that also play, and then when they come into town, we always you know, jam, and sometimes we we go into writing songs or something like that. And um, but yeah, I haven't actually officially put anything out, so. Okay. I don't know. It was always something in the back of my mind that it was it could have been explored, or it still can be explored. Actually, so, I don't know. Do you have a favorite writing but, spot that you can go to to get inspiration? Um, uh, you don't have. If it's a secret place, you don't have to tell us, so that way people don't show up and and track. I know, you down. right? I know. <laughs> On the corner of Thirteenth and uh, Broadway, 
between five and seven. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a lot of people. Um, yeah, you know, I actually, I really don't. I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite spot. But I do, you know, actually, if any, it would be New York brings up a lot of, um, a lot of different feelings for me. I don't know. It's busy. My mind's always busy when I'm there. It might be because everything else is busy there, but... Pretty much. Every time I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I, wish, I would say that. That's safe to say. Well, it's good that you're talking about things being busy because, you know, Days of Our Lives has been really busy. We've got the 12,000th mm-hmm. episode airing today. The show's just been renewed for another year. So what's been the atmosphere on the set? I'd imagine there's really a lot of celebration lately. Um... Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, since the renewal and everything, yeah, everybody's pretty stoked about that, and it, honestly, a lot of people are amazed, it's just like, it's astounding to see that um, a program has lasted for so long, you know, and continues to go, and people and people are still there, we have fans there, and you know, like, people still watch, it's, it's, it's amazing to me, personally, to see all of that. Well, wait until you have your, your first encounter. And I know that uh, we're almost out of time, so I have one last question for you. We're asking everybody to weigh in on this, the big mm-hmm. issue of the day. They're supposedly retiring one of the pieces from the Monopoly game. And I'm wondering, I don't Ooh. know when the last time you played Monopoly was, do you have mm-hmm. a favorite token that you'd like to play Monopoly with? That is funny. That's a great question. Um, yeah. Did they, did they say which one they're retiring? They're letting fans vote. Uh, right now, the wheelbarrow is in last place, so that's going to be the one to get kicked out of here. i got to be honest. I would get rid of the wheelbarrow as well. <laughs> Why? It's 2013. It's 2013. And <laughs> there's, there's got to be a better a better symbol out there. There's got to be. You know, I was a big fan of the, I always liked the car just because I was, when I was a little kid, I'd like to like, drive around and like, mm-hmm, you know, the car was one of my go-tos. Yeah. Well, or we the will... symbol. There's the symbol, right? The, there is, there's the, the thimble and the car and the dog, and but yeah, the wheelbarrow yeah. looks like it's it's out of here. I think it's out of there, but the symbol or the car were my go-tos. Symbol because like Peter Pan, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's like a symbol, you know. Uh, and because yeah. apparently you don't need a thimble because you're not wearing any clothes most of the time, so it works out really well. It, it, it works out. It works out. <laughs> well, interestingly enough. Thank you, Nathan, for taking some time out to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Have a good day. You too. You can catch Nathan Owens weekdays on NBC's Days of Our Lives. Check your local listings for the time and channel in your area. We're hoping to have Nathan back again to talk about his music, his upcoming storylines, and much more. And uh, speaking of much more, there really is much more of today's show to come. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be back to take your calls to talk about what's hot and what's not on your favorite soaps. Head to your phones and start dialing in now. It's 866-472-5788 because we'll be back in just about two minutes. Stay tuned, everybody. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history, or just looking to settle a bet with a friend... 
Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. We are live on our final segment here. And for the final segment of today's show, we are taking a look at all of the latest soap news. And boy, has there been a lot. We're also going to talk about what's hot and maybe what's not on your favorite soaps. As I mentioned, the call lines are open for you to call in and weigh in. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. It's 866-472-5788. To help me wade through some of the news in the meantime, our lathered-up columnist, Linda Hirsch, is back here again with me to chat. Linda, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Welcome back. I'm crushing a wheelbarrow. I just got back my one life to live. And my all my children, now I have to deal with no wheelbarrow in Monopoly. What is, is it about the wheelbarrow that you're mourning? Why do you love the wheelbarrow so much? It's just an icon to me in Monopoly. Why change it? And you can take all your money and put it in the wheelbarrow. So, <laughs> How much money like do you have that you're able to cart around all your money in a wheelbarrow? It sounds like you're loaded. <laughs> from, only for Monopoly money. <laughs> Real money. Well, I guess the big thing is, to, is Steve Burton, huh? Yeah, um, you know, and, and CBS is really rolling out the red carpet to announce Steve Burton joining The Young and the Restless. Of course, he was on The Talk a bit ago, and we're right here right now. It's going to be Tuesday, January 29th is his first appearance. Do we think this is going to be a last 30 second of the show appearance, or do we think he'll actually be on for the entire episode? If they're smart, they're going to put him... In the in, in in the first twenty minutes, because the audience doesn't want to go go through that. They want to see the new or anti Jason, which they're going to get. I mean, Steve says he's had to go to wardrobe, you know, for three hours. He's never gone to wardrobe in ten years. You know, <laughs> get me the other T-shirt. When I weigh more, or I weigh less. You know, I'll uh, get the right size. He's lost weight. He's his hair is going to be back to a uh, much different style, and he. Um, He's excited because he says he gets to have a sense of humor. And Jason, he wasn't a jokester. Let's put it Not at all. I'm, I know a lot of fans are like, oh, how could he leave and how could he... He was there 20-some years. Who keeps that? Only you and I have kept jobs that long, Dan. You know, <laughs> other people, like, move on to other things in their life. Um, uh, yeah, are you I interested? Mean, I, what, what's your feeling about it? Well, you know, I, I still think that there is a, a bit of a need for some PR on maybe on Steve Burton's part. 
just because I think that so many General Hospital fans still feel burned. An explanation was given, and there's apparently more to the story that you know fans aren't really aware of. And Steve Burton certainly said that what happens at GH stays at GH in his interview with your friend Michael Logan for TV right. Guide. But uh, you know, I mean, it'll be f- the, the problem with that is when you say that there are fans then who automatically craft their own idea of what happened. So they're they're oh yeah, they write their own trouble about what happened. He he really wanted. I mean, not all of it. The ability uh, Monday is always dark at Young and Restless, so there's long weekends. You know, and, and they're bashing him because he didn't. You know, oh, he didn't stay in Nashville like you said. Every time a uh, Tara Lipinski or. Um, or, you know, uh, Mandy Patinkin say they're leaving whatever they're doing to be with their family. Immediately they go on tour. This is not unheard of. And he's so type A. He's worked since he's 14 years old. I don't know what he, what he wants to do with his time. He can, you know, he can be only with his kids so long. I think they, I, I don't know if they're homeschooled or they're going to school now, but, you know, they have their lives too. So, you know, Dad, leave me alone. I don't want to play basketball with you anymore. You're, you're right. I mean, I think one of the things that fans need to know, and of course we'll, we'll move on to another topic in a bit, but the fact that General Hospital has such a, a big turnaround is due in part to the work schedule. It's a very crazy work schedule that Frank Valentini has put in place at GH to make sure that everything is done and made in a timely basis. And I would have to think that that sort of unpredictable nature of the schedule makes it harder to allow for someone to pre-tape and to get things done, you know, really quickly if you need to, because they're they may need someone in a pinch. And if you really are across the country. You may not be able to do that, and that could unwitting, unwittingly sort of throw off the schedule. So, yeah. you know, and you're on call. You're like a fireman. You're on call at General Hospital now. It didn't used to be that way, but it certainly is. But, um, well, yeah. what do you think is the other big news stuff? Oh, my gosh. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And Too I'm looking news. at the clock, and I see that we will not have anywhere near enough time to take calls and to do everything that we want. So what we're going to do right now is I'll just mention we will have – a call-in show all next week on the February 1st. So we'll kick off February sweeps. We will take your calls. We'll talk about the soaps. We'll do more about news. We will do some February sweeps spoilers. So that will take off the pressure to get everything into here. And and goodness knows, Linda, that by the time next Friday rolls around, we will have a whole other batch of news to talk about. So let's just go right to... And they always do it on Friday. They always do it Friday, (laughs) 4 o'clock. It's like, you know... Yes, they do. Because that way they know that we won't bother them and give them uh, a whole lot of questions. So let's yeah, just we've got to put a, our, our column or your your your, your uh, you know subcentral to bed, so you don't have time. You know, so they know what they're doing. Finally, we know where One Life to Live and AMC are going to be available. They are you going do- to be available on a hula hoop, I hear. On a hula hoop. So <laughs> when you're exercising, you can watch the show. Um, <laughs> that well, they're like going to. Wait, you, you want to break it? I, you know. Well, you know, there's hey, no breaking I mean, anything anymore because of the internet. <laughs> it's part of uh, a new tie-in with Weight Watchers, I guess. Hula hoop while you watch your shows. <laughs> you can lose oh, weight. Look, look at all the stars they could get if they pay them enough. Um, you know, it's going to be Hulu free. Nobody has to, you know, worry. They're going to have to pay for it. Less commercials. They can also watch it anytime they want, anywhere they want. You're sitting in the doctor's office and you have Wi-Fi. Put it on. I mean, it's portable TV, it's, and I think it's kind of exciting. But there's an appliance you can get if you want to watch it in a larger screen that you can go from your, your to your TV if it's newer to your to your uh, inter, to your computer. 
So well, it's good that you mentioned that too, Linda, because for a lot of people who maybe uh, aren't familiar, a lot of new televisions, yes. uh, certainly the TiVo boxes, the newer TiVo boxes, a lot of them have Hulu built in. They have the capabilities to watch Hulu automatically. So if you subscribe to the Hulu, Hulu Plus service, which is about $7.99 a month or so at this point, you'll be able to watch them on your televisions. You'll be able to watch them on your TiVo on the larger screen, so you'll be set. Now, if you don't oh, want to have... still take it with you, your iPhone, I mean... Absolutely. I, I think it's the wave of the future. I know a lot of... I mean, nobody, when soaps went from radio to TV, I thought my mother was going to just give up her life. <laughs> and she was a very smart business person. But you know what? Friday, we listened to Pepper Young's family. Yes, this is my mother's fault. I do this. <laughs> and on Monday, we saw Pepper Young on TV. I mean, that's just what happened. I mean, yes, I think that it's going to take a, a little bit of a learning curve. But here's the thing. Certainly, SoapCentral.com is going to make every effort that we can to make sure that people know what to do. If you've already gotten onto the internet to get to soapcentral.com, half the battle, we will make sure that we have links and information that will make it as easy as possible for you to get to where you need to go to to watch the soaps. So don't worry that you're going to need to learn something new, that you're going to need new technology and new hardware, new browsers. Make sure that it's very easy. But to go back to the Hulu Plus, since I had mentioned that mm-hmm. that is available for $7.99 a month, if you don't want to subscribe to that and you don't want to have to worry about an extra bill, maybe your cable bill is, is already high enough or your internet oh, yeah. bill, they have Hulu, a regular basic service, which will be free. It is supported by ads, so it's just like going to any other website where if you want to watch a video, they do a little 30-second to a minute pre-roll. Right. And that's the ad that's shown before you actually get to the content that you want to see, and that's how they're going to be able to support this. So don't worry if you don't want to invest uh, of course, the show is also going to be available on iTunes, according to Prospect Park. We're not sure about pricing information there yet, whether right. it'll be free or, or if you'll just like but buy there, an there's iTunes There's a free song. way to get it. There's pay ways to get it. I think the cast members that they've signed up so far are very exciting. Let's talk and, about them. And there's, and, and there's more. This is not the complete list. I, I had some uh, of my readers of my column question me, you know, well, wait, are these all the characters? No, more are coming. It'll be 42 episodes a year. They have a 15-year license on this. Um, and I, the possibilities are endless. I, I know. You know I'm, I'm not Little Miss Mary Sunshine. Oh, boy, do you know that. <laughs> but I am really positive about this. Little Mary Sunlight, she's all right with me. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> before we tune in, to, uh, But let's talk about the biggest of the coups. I would think that for all my children, Torsten K signing on, yeah. since no one even thought that that would be a possibility. Because and then on for One Life to Live, One Life to Live has just about everybody who was on the show at the end uh, in terms of roles that they maybe aren't recasting. So I want Trevor, though. I want Trevor St. John. If I have a wish list, it's Trevor and it's Michael Knight and all my children, and that will make me totally blissful. So who do we think is there? Obviously, the list for all my children is much shorter. I think it's at six people in One Life to Live. They have about 13, 14, maybe 15 people. Who that's not on the All My Children list do they need to reach out to to really make this, uh, I mean, as big of a deal for All My Children fans since One Life to Live fans are already celebrating because really all of the important, most of the important people are certainly signed on. Well, of course, Lucci. And, you know, 
Lucci loves to work, and Lucci loves publicity, and I wouldn't be surprised if she if she agreed to do it. I, I, also, she she and Agnes Nixon are are you know very tight, and since Agnes is involved in it, I think maybe. I think Michael Knight's a big get. Um, who, who do you think uh, that they that they they need? Well, you know what? Of course, but I don't think he's going to do it. The Adam Stewart thing, but I don't think David Canary, even though he was from Connecticut, I just don't think he wants to do it anymore. You know, I think he's just that was nice, but I'm done. I Next, feel yeah. like if I have to, I will drive to Connecticut from Philadelphia every day and drive <laughs> David Canary to the studio just so he can be a part. Lines. <laughs> I will do, a lot do whatever of work. Ever I can to make sure I think that he's important. I think that a lot of the the veteran characters, since One Life to Live side seems to have them covered, you know, with Erica Slazak and Robin Strasser, yeah. I think that we need to have maybe Julia Barr and David Canary, even if it's short term. Certainly Susan Lucci. Uh, I think Barr would do it. I think Julia would do it. I have rumors are, are that I've heard is that she hasn't yet been asked. Of course, that has been the standard line from people who have been asked. They've just been told, you know, you can't say anything until oh, a certain... Oh, I know. They, uh, uh, these are people that can go Twitter mad. They don't go on Twitter until Prospect Park says go. Like with Vincent Arizari. I think Vincent Arizari is a coup. I think that's- I, I'm glad that he's... And certainly Darnell and Debbie... Oh, my God. Uh, I think it is important. But one of the things that's for me will be really difficult is that I think over the past couple of years, Jacob Young really made the role of J.R. Oh. Chan his own. And as we yeah. reported first on SoapCentral.com earlier this week, they are, meaning the, the All My Children production at Prospect Park, is going to be recasting the role of J.R. Chandler. And they have I, to because Jacob's in L.A. He doesn't want to move back. And he, they took him from non-contract to contract. Well, that doesn't mean much. I'm bold and beautiful. But they took him for now onto contract, and he's actually getting a storyline. So I think that that's, that's, you know, it. I, 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 I'm thinking, who are you thinking? I'm thinking maybe Brian Gaskell. I mean, only because he's kind of, kind of, kind of that look. Brad Pitt, I think, would be very good. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know who they are, and I'm looking. We have about three minutes left of who the show. Would you but like? so let's... Who do you think would, would be? Because I don't know these, that, that Brian. I know Brad isn't, but I don't know that Brian is. But is there anybody on the horizon that you think, you know, boy, who would be good at this? I don't because I haven't really gotten my myself to think about recasting the role. And certainly, as I said, we only have about three minutes, so we'll have to zip through this part. But yes. I think most people assumed when All My Children ended and then it wasn't coming back that the resolve would be that Jr. shot himself. And apparently that's not going to be the case because he's alive and well. Well, when- shot himself but didn't die because we don't know if they're picking up from the final episode or if they're going to do a little catch-up, like Scandal does. It, it, it takes two months before and two months after and present. So I don't know. That's the other thing. Are they going to start from the end? I have no idea. I mean, I think that they can probably more so on on All My Children get away with having a little bit of a gap in sort yeah. of... Because it would allow people to, to be more murky, you know, just but, talking about, well, you remember what happened, and everybody else on screen will know, but then they can sort of figure it out as they go and let fans sort of be up to their own devices. Sure, but, you know, One Life to Live, it has moved forward because Destiny has already had her baby. Uh, yeah, and, and apparently she, she, she will be pregnant. out tricking around on the on the internet with old men <laughs> exactly oh my this this is not these soaps are not your father's Oldsmobile. these shows 
are going to be different. And I, they're going to keep some of the elements, but that breakdown when she's talking about sugar daddies and him, you know, and the language. And, uh, it is. And, you know, and the thing about the language and sugar daddies and all that other stuff, I'm sure there's a tie in here. But these are all things that soap fans can read about on SoapCentral.com and in your upcoming columns. Linda, we are almost out of time. So you have about 30 seconds. Let us know what you're working on for your next column. You know what? I've decided that a lot of the press think they're the story and they're not. We are not the story. The show is the story, the actors and the, and the readers. And I really want to say what's happened to journalism? Well, that is going to be a subject for a lot of debate. <laughs> and soap fans, you can be your own soap journalist on the SoapCentral.com message boards. We have blogs. You can follow us on Twitter. We have a new Twitter handle. It is now just Soap Central. Somebody had been uh, squatting, and we had to have another Twitter account. But the only one you need to know right now is Soap Central. Linda, thank you for agreeing to come by here on a cold winter's day to chat soaps with me. Hopefully, it kept you warm. <laughs> uh, may we have summer very soon. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> thank you, listeners. All right, everybody, we are out of time for today's show. But as I mentioned earlier, we are going to make next week's show an entirely call-in, viewer-friendly, listener-friendly show. So if there's anything you want to talk about on your favorite soaps, feel free to call in next week. I will also be joined by soap journalist Michael Fairman, who will be back to sort of weigh through all of that with me and talk about some February sweeps preview. If you missed any part of today's show, want to hear it again, or want to listen to any of the shows that we've done in the past, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. There you'll be able to download or stream any of the episodes that we've done. You'll also have links to iTunes where you can subscribe to our service, and you can download episodes for free there as well. Everything is totally free. We love free, which is why the Hulu deal for All My Children is such a big deal. I hope that you have a great weekend. As I mentioned, we'll be back here next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great weekend, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.